48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the MTR takes the unprecedented step of stopping services in East Kowloon ahead of an authorised protest there. British Consular Staffer Simon Zheng is back in Hong Kong after his detention by mainland authorities and US President Donald Trump hits back after China increases tariffs on US goods. The MTR Corporation has taken the unprecedented decision to stop operating trains along much of the Kuntong line due to an authorized protest march in Kuntong this afternoon. Trains stopped running between Choi Hong and Tukang Leng an hour ago, with four stations closed completely. Only Zheng Guanou line services are stopping at Yao Tong and Tukang Leng. The MTR said the suspension would continue until further notice and was taken on safety grounds. It comes after the corporation was accused by state media of helping protesters escape police by sending empty trains to clear closed stations and after it won an injunction against disruption at its stations. Ventus Lau, who's organizing the march, says the MTR's decision is absurd. He's not concerned about turnout, but says the MTR's move will only create more discontent and even endanger the marchers as it will be very difficult for them to leave after the protest. They are not only blocking Kuntong district, but all East Kowloon district. I think people must be more angry and this anger will be targeted towards MTR as well. MTR is trying to suppress the freedom of expression of the people and this will only make more public disorder and danger to those people who are joining the peaceful march today and also to those people who are going to work in the East Kowloon district. Today is still Saturday. A lot of people are still going to work in the East Kowloon commercial area. And all these dangers are only posed by the MTR. They have to bear the whole responsibility. Unhappy commuters hid out at the MTR Corporation, said it, saying it should have let them know earlier about the disruption. Some accused it of trying to stop people attending the march. A group of people dressed in black gathered at Kuntong Station to write complaint letters. RTHK's Carol Mang spoke to commuters at Kuntong. It is very inconvenient for Hong Kong people. We actually coming from Changquan O, so it is very inconvenient. It blocked the major public transportation to Kowloon East. That is very inappropriate and very dis- disrespectful to all the Hong Kong citizens. So I do not agree that kind of arrangement by MTL company. The family of a British consular staffer says he's returned to Hong Kong after being detained on the mainland. In a statement on Facebook, the family of Simon Zheng thanked people for their support and said he now needed time to rest and recover. Mr. Zheng hadn't been seen since August the 8th when he was stopped and placed under administrative detention while returning from a business trip to Shenzhen. Meanwhile, the Luohu police say Mr. Zheng was released because his 15-day detention was up. They say Mr. Zheng confessed to his crimes and they've ensured that his legal rights are protected during the detention. There have been few signs so far of a planned anti-extradition protest at the airport after the airport authority succeeded in getting an extension to its injunction banning disruption of its services. Online messages had urged people to block roads and trains to Cheklakok today. The airport authority is urging people to get to the airport early for security checks. This protester at Chongqing Station said she would try to obstruct train services, possibly including the airport express. Well, actually, we don't have so many people as we can see. So our plan is to follow the instruction from the Telegram group. We would like to go to the MTR stations, maybe travel from Tongchong to Chengyi and Chengyi to Dongchong, like a loop. 
we may also try to block the airport express to try to block this two way to let maybe the airport staff to go to the airport. Some protesters said that because only a handful of people had gathered, they'd take a rest and instead join a protest march in Kuntong this afternoon. The U.S. President Donald Trump has announced he'll further increase trade tariffs against China after Beijing unveiled new duties on 75 billion U.S. dollars worth of U.S. goods. From Los Angeles, here's the BBC's David Willis. Shortly after the financial markets closed here, President Trump took to Twitter to announce that a 10% tariff on Chinese imports that was due to come into effect in September would now be raised to 15% and a 25% tariff that was due to be imposed on other Chinese imports a month later would be raised to 30%. The president is angry that China chose to raise tariffs in a tit-for-tat move and earlier he told US firms who do business there to look elsewhere. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The South Korean military says that North Korea has fired two unidentified projectiles from its east coast into the sea. Japan's Coast Guard said the projectiles were ballistic missiles. It comes a day after North Korea's foreign minister warned the U.S. it was ready for dialogue or confrontation. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. Pyongyang has tested at least three new weapons from different locations in the last month, which analysts believe would pose a nightmare for missile defence systems. The US is hoping that talks between Washington and Pyongyang will restart soon, but so far no public negotiations have been held since Kim Jong-un met Donald Trump at the border between the two Koreas in June. Mr Trump has brushed off the recent missile tests and believes they do not break the promise Kim Jong-un made not to test long-range missiles or nuclear weapons. The Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has said he's authorised the armed forces to tackle a record number of fires in the Amazon forest. Environmentalists accuse Mr Bolsonaro of encouraging farmers and loggers to clear the rainforest. The BBC's Daniel Galash reports from Sao Paulo. Jair Bolsonaro said his government has a zero-tolerance policy towards criminality and that applies to crimes against the environment. In a televised address, he said that wildfires can happen in any country and that shouldn't be used as an excuse for international sanctions. European leaders had threatened to scrap a major trade deal with the main South American bloc over Mr. Bolsonaro's stance on the environment. The issue is due to be debated at this weekend's G7 meeting in France. Health officials in the U.S. say a patient has died after developing a severe respiratory disease due to vaping in what may be the first such death in the United States. The state of Illinois' health agency said the unnamed patient was between 17 and 38 years old. The BBC's Peter Bowes sent this report. At least two people have died in the U.S. after their e-cigarette exploded in their face, but this may be the first death from a vaping-related illness. Officials in Illinois say 22 people who said they used e-cigarettes were admitted to hospital in the past week. The U.S. government's public health agency, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said it was investigating what it called a cluster of lung illnesses across the country, which may be linked to e-cigarette use. And Hong Kong has proposed a ban on imports and sale of e-cigarettes.
Sport Cricket England had a calamitous second day in the third Ashes Test, crashing to a woeful total of 67 all-out. It's their worst Ashes score since 1948, and they're likely to face a second-innings target of more than 300, with Australia ending the day on 171 for six, a lead of 283 runs. It's England's fourth total of less than 100 in 18 months, but batting coach Graham Thorpe says the players aren't playing for their places. I know our guys don't want to make excuses, you know, I'm not going to make excuses for them either. It's tough test cricket, and if you don't get it right, if you don't mentally get it right, and then you don't make good decisions with your shot selection, you're going to be back in the hutch pretty quick. So we've got to get better, and we've got to keep working with some of these players because these are the best players we have. Football in tonight's big English Premier League match, Liverpool welcome Arsenal to Anfield. The match will bring back memories of last season's memorable fixture, which saw Liverpool come out on top 5-1. Red boss, Red's boss Jurgen Klopp said his side is inevitably being measured against how they did last season. Last year, the beginning of the season, we had sensational results, but no, everybody was talking to me about oh, the kind of performances. It's really like this. It's not like the, the year before anymore and stuff like this. To make next step, first you have to reach the level of last year, the last level you had, if, if you want, and uh, that's what we are trying to do. For Arsenal manager Unai Emery, the visit to the reigning European champions is a stern test in a season that started with two promising performances. It's a big challenge. Each match is a big challenge and each match is uh, for us uh, to prepare the best possible. I think we are ready for, for Saturday. We are with a good spirit and also very player. They are ready to play uh, with a big ambition to, to do something important. In last night's Premier League game, newly promoted Aston Villa beat Everton 2-0 thanks to goals from Wesley and in second half injury time from Anwar El Razi. To end the news, our top story is once again the MTR takes the unprecedented step of stopping services in East Kowloon ahead of an authorized protest there. British consular staffer Simon Zhang is back in Hong Kong after his detention by mainland authorities and U.S. President Donald Trump hits back after China increases tariffs on U.S. goods. The news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week, we have a new selection of hot new tracks from the four corners of the planet. With hot new sounds from Africa to the Americas and the Caribbean, and Europe to the Middle East and more. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with a hot new track from the south of Italy with Bumbadash, the band, and guest singer Alessandra Amoroso. Nice name. Translates as Alessandra Amoris. The track, of course, is called Mambo Salentino, which means it's a mambo about saliente. It's the heel of the boot in Italy, and it's where they're both from, both the band and Alessandra Amoroso. In fact, the band Ibumdabash, which means the explosion of the hit, uh, are from Messanie, uh, and uh, that's specifically in, let's see, the Brindisi and Lecce provinces in the heel of the boot, whereas Alessandra Amoroso, uh, who came to fame with the TV talent show Amici di Maria de Filippi, friends of Maria de Filippi, 
uh, is also from uh, the same place. It's all in Saliente. And therefore, the track Mambo Salentino gives it all expression. So let's have a listen to Bundabash, the band, and Alessandra Amoroso, Mambo Salentino. Baila. 